Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is going on, everybody? This is episode 143 of Pop Culture Crisis. I almost typed in 134 earlier because apparently I'm... Is there a name for number dyslexic? I have no idea. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please. What's up, Crisis Actors? It's Mary. How you doing today? I'm doing good. You're doing good. Yeah. Are you freezing? Cold? Yeah. Uh, we have a studio that's like uh, always either. It's a little either, chilly you, though. <laughs> if you're if you're under the lights, uh, it's uh, or outside of the studio part, like where we're we're actually sitting here, it's like really hot. But then if you're under here, right under the fan, it's a. Uh, gets freezing cold so but it's better than the 90 degrees we have outside that's showbiz baby exactly <laughs> exactly and we've got uh, a pair of guest hosts today to my right introduce yourself please hi i'm hannah claire brimlow i'm a writer for timcast.com and it's uh dyscalculia that's the like numbers version of oh, dyslexia there actually is oh i feel so much better that's i think that's how you pronounce it but okay perfect that's you <laughs> that's me yeah. and that that's my guest host to my left Hello, everyone. Dane Fawn here, marketing man extraordinaire and the patron saint of Why Boy Summer. Oh, yeah. We're back to this, aren't we? Oh, yes. <laughs> Baby girl, we've never stopped. I, that was the last time we were on an episode <laughs> together. It was episode 100. Dane and I were here, and I learned all about White Boy Summer. Which you saw the birth of it, but it's just been going on from here. It is. It is evolved. Sorry. Since it is evolved. It's Mary's Mary's uh, getting Cracking ready. Cracking open a cold one. <laughs> yeah. Not By that, she does not mean beer. Uh, yes, Nitro Brew. Perfect. Sponsored, uh, by the way. That would be, wouldn't that be nice? That'd be uh, nice. I don't know if, I, I think we might be a little bit too spicy for, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, for, for Starbucks. I don't think so. Uh, you, you don't think we, think we could do that? Yeah, why not? Uh, I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to check back sometime. Maybe we'll, if you ever see a sponsor from them, then I'll know that we've officially made it. That'd be fantastic. We have a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about Amber Heard and her uh, magic notes that, uh, no, that's, that's mean. <laughs> She's got therapist notes that uh, claim that she claims proved that she was, um, Hurt by Johnny Depp, which is very sad. We've got uh, Dane wants to talk about Final Fantasy VII, and by that I mean Dane really wants to talk about... See, look at his face right now. Uh, he really wants to talk about the, <laughs> the Final Fantasy VII remake. We did it, guys. Uh, that is coming out. <laughs> look at Mary. All She's, three of us. We did I it. love that you love that. Yeah. Three? There are three of you? I In thought chat. It was just, yeah. I thought it was just you solo. I that's mean, how powerful you are as a marketing manager. You willed this into happening. That's uh, Yeah. I mean, it took a little bit of blackmail. Took a little bit of violence, but we're here. <laughs> we figured it out. So we got that. We've also got, uh, what are we going to be talking about? We are going to talk about Ezra Miller, and we're going to read pretty much the whole article because it just gets... It never it, ends. It never like, ends. Like, there's no filler in that article. It's just mind-blowing fact after mind-blowing fact. And the funny thing is, it's getting to this point now where, like, right before we go live, I double, I, like, refresh a search anything thing for him. Happen. Yeah. Anything could happen. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. like literally searching. I'm it's like constantly evolving. And the funny thing is I found something you kind did. of, it's, it's not recent, but it's like something that comes out from something in his past that I had never read before. So we'll I get see. to that. So it's uh, it, it makes me feel so ghoulish to have to keep talking about this, but it is absolutely ridiculous. We Just got another casual <laughs> Friday where we talk about how terrible everything is, it's a, but we do it with, with friends. Love. Sometimes people ask me, they'll be like, cause I, I work. Thank Whoa. you. Okay. Well, 
sometimes people ask me like because they know i like read the news all day for a living they'll be like any good news today and i'll be like no no please it, don't ask me again it doesn't get good it just well, gets depressing yeah well sometimes it's just weird but it's not necessarily good it's just sort of like what a strange headline this is yeah. but it's not positive we're, we're working on it we're working on it we're gonna stay positive while talking about negative stuff we got podluck mm-hmm. in there as well we got a bunch of stuff so if you uh three as a collective, are ready. I answer for them. We're ready. We are ready. Okay, we will get right Things into have it. Changed since the last the- time I was on. <laughs> Mary is now the authoritarian voice. She, she is. is. You, we all knew this would happen. Yeah. It's okay? only been a matter of time. It, uh, it is here. So, all right. So this says Amber Heard reveals years of therapy notes, alleging that it proves Johnny, it proves Johnny Depp abuse. Um, whether you believe this or not, I, I, I mean, I don't know what the, what it's supposed to prove. It, it is definitely still hearsay. But it says, Amber Heard is not letting up on attempting to prove her innocence against ex-husband Johnny Depp. Uh, ahead of the explosive interview with Savannah Guthrie, airing Friday on Dateline, a 20-minute preview clip on Peacock reveals the Heard, that Heard gave the NBC show numerous documents from a doctor that represented years and years of real-time explanations of what was going on, she said. There's a binder worth of years of notes dating back to 2011 from the very beginning of my relationship that were taken from my doctor. I was reporting uh, from the doctor that I was reporting my abuse to, Heard added in the clip. The documents which are shown on screen detail one 2012 instance which Depp allegedly hit her, threw her against a wall, and threatened to kill her. That's not very... That, I, that's not polite. That is not polite. Uh, um. <laughs> it says, this is according to Dateline. It says, eight months after that, Depp allegedly ripped her nightgown, threw her on the bed, and according to the program in 2013, he reportedly threw her against a wall and threatened to, you know, kill her. <laughs> what else am I supposed to say? Minecraft her? I don't know what you're supposed to say in, that, in this context. <laughs> they probably uh, should have, yeah. In a video game. I- <laughs> too, yes, too, too late. Uh, we have, uh, as long as we leave the R word out of this, uh, I won't make any mistakes with that. I've been doing better with that, so... Uh, it says Amber Heard's legal team was unable to admit the documents into evidence in the highly publicized trial due to hearsay. Meanwhile, in response to Heard's interview with NBC, a spokesperson for Depp's team indicated to Dateline that the actor simply wants to move forward after he won the case. I'm just picturing him running away like Jack Sparrow, like with his like a bag of money coming out of his back. Is that is that no no? Have you seen that's like a new TikTok thing where it's like it's like getting random people to run like Jack Sparrow. Like they're like, hey, really? go, they go up to like an Amazon driver. They're like, do your best, Jack Sparrow, and he runs through the apartment complex. And like the Jack Sparrow. Amazon driver's like, get out of my way. Yeah, I don't even want to be here. Guys. I'm assuming that it's like that it's set up and it's not an actual Amazon yeah. driver because the the walks are always too good. That's so funny. I can't wait to drop my take on this. Go for it. Okay, we'll do it. This yeah. is the moment. Well, everyone, look at me, serious businessman with a lot of money. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. I tr- I truly <laughs> wonder. How many of the woes of the world come from people being lied to by therapists just so that they can keep coming back for therapy? And not only that, but they're, um, she is lying to her therapist right. and the therapist has no outside information to confirm or deny yeah. what she's saying. See, I kind of wonder, sorry, I don't want to cut you off. No, go ahead. Okay, I have kind of wondered. So she said, like, in the interview, like, I told my doctor, the doctor I was reporting my abuse to, (laughs) does that mean that she might have another therapist who's been in the background this whole time who's like, Amber, stop. We talked about this. You can't just say crazy things for attention. Or the the other therapist is her regular therapist. She's got her her abuse therapist. A therapist isn't who you report abuse to. The police are who you report to. No, you can report. I mean, if if you are in therapy and you disclose abuse to a therapist, especially depending on... Like, in this case, I don't know why they would. But, like, if you were a teenager and you're saying, when I was a kid, I was abused, 
the therapist does have the right to report it to police in this case because she's an adult and he's an adult it doesn't really make sense Mm -hmm. but like other than i was preparing someone i eventually wanted to call as a witness i also yeah well that that was my first thought cynically i'm like yeah like they're thinking of it ahead it's like it's something that they could uh use to prove later that they're and i feel icky for even thinking that that's how they would behave it's hard not to though because it seems like so much of this case was sort of strategic for her i mean even like when they're on a stand the tmz guy was like oh no no, we got a call and they were like come down you'll see a bruise on her face and as she walks she turned so you could like perfectly see it like right pauses with her kleenex and these are sorry wait what is it these are the people you know like their thing is about pleading to authority thus she just gives her authority her therapist all the information she wants to know don't have the mm-hmm. information that would be inconvenient and then it's like well i'm a perfect little angel aren't mm-hmm. i and like now after that she's like well this is verifiable proof to be used in court yeah i don't think so dog do you mary do you it's do a you? no from dane yeah so, for real dane hits him with a big no i i recently somebody told me that they thought that um Therapists, like therapists, not psychiatrists, are just confessional for secularists because. No, yeah, we were talking uh, about this the other day. Because because a therapist mm-hmm. cannot prescribe or diagnose. Uh, mm-hmm. Only a psychiatrist can diagnose, right? I feel like Hannah. I don't know why I'm asking Hannah. I mean, Clark, I feel so, like would, so a psychiatrist has a medical license, and or a, a psychiatrist has a medical license and can prescribe medication. Okay. A therapist. Um, a psychiatrist versus a psychologist. Yeah. A psychologist cannot. They can like do talk therapy. They might be able to offer a diagnosis, but they can't like prescribe you anti-anxiety or medication like that. Okay. So they function slightly differently. Also, like you can be a counselor who's trained to do like therapy, whereas like psychiatrists often have a more like medical and scientific training. If that yeah. makes sense, both can be useful, and often people will see two in conjunction. So like I wouldn't be surprised if Amber Heard has a psychologist that she sees a counselor and yeah. then she also sees a psychiatrist because she's on medication. Yeah. Do you, do you believe that? Do you believe that, uh, that confe- that, uh, therapists are just confessional for secularists? Not in all cases, mm. but like most of the time I, I would lean towards that yeah. conclusion. <laughs> I mean, because it's a lot less intimidating to confront your problems as, uh, something like something with a label and something that you are like diagnosed with than a spiritual issue that you can address uh as something with moral weight yeah so i mean i've said in the past i forget what i've said like to you privately versus on the show but (laughs) i'll repeat it anyways um amber heard i believe like i'm very confident is suffering from mental illness and she has no moral compass. Yeah. It's that in conjunction with being mentally unwell. She okay? literally needs Jesus. So, that, yes, yeah. I mean, in my opinion. Yeah. But like, um, and then if you're only medicalizing the problem, uh, you're absolving yourself of any power you have to, to change your behavior. So that seems like a big problem in society right now is people are like, well, what did you expect me to do? It's just it's just how I am. It's like, certainly no one's like, fault that they're mentally ill. Yeah. But you do have agency. And that's something I, I think a lot of um, therapists don't in, in help their their clients realize. Yeah. Like, especially in this situation, you it's hard because the therapist can only go off of what they're told. Yeah. And I believe that. um yeah. 
clients especially like no one is gonna be like i did i'm a piece of s and i did all this and like it's actually my yeah. fault almost like, everyone embellishes a story even if it's right. not ne necessarily negative towards someone else mm -hmm. is that you will always embellish you know what's it's like there's three sides to every story your side their side and the truth mm -hmm. and the truth is usually somewhere in the middle you know most people embellish in little almost unimportant ways that they feel for whatever their reason is given their background and who they are that they feel makes them look like a better person in that case mm -hmm. Um, is this something, do you think a lot of it is also just an indulgence in narcissism? I mean, yeah, totally. I think at least uh, for someone like Amber Heard, you're going to therapy to talk about yourself. Yeah. Like, you're going to therapy to develop your mythology about yourself and your life. Mm. That's actually a funny... That Create your, your narrative. This is kind of a, mythology. I like that. a ridiculous example, but there's a... Uh, in the show, in like the original NCIS, the character of Dinozo, like uh, would always they would always joke about how every character there hated going to therapy, but he absolutely loved it because he was a narcissist and he loved it. He just loved to talk about himself. Mm -hmm. And then in the later seasons, they have it where he's like uh, he's trying to be like all the other like the, he's like all the other police there, where he's like I I don't want to go to therapy. They, they were trying to do an angle, mm -hmm. and it's just nobody buys it because the dude loves to talk about himself so much, and that does feel like a lot of what culture mm -hmm. is these days is like uh, I did. Um, uh, behavioral like dialectic behavioral therapy uh, and cognitive behavioral therapy when I was uh, getting out of rehab but those have like an end goal in mind there's like a at least they're supposed to they yeah. don't they don't always mine, mine was mine had an end goal with uh, with someone that actually made you know was rigorously keeping me on schedule and, and working towards uh, the end of this booklet that you had to complete and I got a lot out of it but there was structure there and there's not right. a lot of structure to just going to a therapist once a week to talk about yourself unless you actually do have the, the motivation the goal of getting through it and figuring something out yeah I would say that like not all therapy is the same there are different theories on yeah. how to do it in court they said that Amber Heard heard like one of the diagnoses that had come up for her was with someone who had met with her was histrionic personality disorder yeah. and i think the thing is if you are get diagnosed with depression right you'll probably always have a form of depression you might seek medication you might be just a stage of life and you come out of it it might be something that's sort of cyclical for you with personality disorders they are just the way you are so yeah. i've heard that narcissists sometimes seek out therapy because they know something's wrong or they've been told to do it but then going to therapy gives them more skills to be a narcissist like it's wow. not yeah because like they're learning how they're supposed to behave they're able to become more manipulative how people interpret them right that's and terrifying that's like kind of the crazy thing like you have to like Damn. if you are if you have personality disorder like it's very hard for anyone to see that something is wrong with themselves yeah. anyways but to have a diagnosis where it's like you don't understand you're histrionic so your actions or your reactions to things are over the top or sort of emotionally overblown yeah like how would you like you can teach people to regulate their emotions but if you're being told that like i don't know it's just much more difficult to regulate yeah. so she could be in therapy for the rest of her life and like theoretically have someone who is like every day we're working on skills that make you a better more adaptable person but unless she actually believes in what's going on it's not really effective i think i recall that her her own team said that PTSD. she had ptsd yep. and then who the dep team called to the stand diagnosed her with BPD, um, yeah borderline and, and histrionic personality disorder to your point like w what you're saying w really vibes with like a, a theory that i'm developing is that like is it yes, yes for the research institute great it's bussin bussin <laughs> bro. Uh, my theory is like therapists are the new teachers and what do i mean by that 
you know, in the past, like teachers were like, oh, my God, they're angels, they're saints, they're underpaid, you know, like God bless every single one of them. Guys, I'm sure unless you were homeschooled, I'm thinking you met a teacher. Can I get like how many people had teachers who were basically the equivalent of demons from hell? <laughs> Me. So um, it's like I didn't. I had <laughs> Mary's like I am a rare example. Of truly someone who good did. for you. But the thing is, you probably had a teacher that you loved that for someone else. I had was three teachers that I love. I still talk to them to this day. I, I like send them like Christmas messages, birthday messages. Like I still like them to this day. So I understand, like similar to a therapist. You know, if you have a good teacher or a good therapist that's actually there Thank to you. work some I things with it. you, oh, I like I can see how that's useful. But from what I've can tell, like the pe- maybe it's like an indication of the people around me more than the actual profession. But like people are using it to BS their way through life. Sometimes I think that therapy is like the. Um, like, people want to go to a place where someone's only focus is to help them, which is cool. But also, they are maybe around people who lack the ability to regulate their own emotions, right? So whether it's, like, they're raised in households that, you know, don't offer emotional support or are, you know, in some way not indulgent of the behavior. Because, like, there's two parts of it. Like, some people go to therapy because they actually, like, need help and they need yeah, absolutely. some skills. And some people go to therapy because they feel like, and this could be a justified reason to go, like that they're not being understood by the world around them. And like, that is frustrating, mm-hmm. right? And I think that like the individualized attention that therapy gives, which could be really positive, is also something that people crave from like family members right. or loved ones. And like in a very disconnected society, ha- having a therapist, like, and I'm not trying to bash therapy, but like, no, me neither. It, it, I'm like, I'm bashing therapists. I, I bet therapy. I'm not bashing therapy. I'm well, bashing therapists. I, For real. Like, I don't I, I don't have anything against well, it's education. Like, where are the outcomes? Yeah. yeah. I knew someone. With, just like with teachers. Where are the good outcomes? Yeah. Right. Outcomes are getting worse. Yeah. I knew someone who was in his uh, late 30s and told me he had been seeing the same therapist since he was 22. So that's like. A relationship. Like, yes, that's 16 years, yeah, right? Like, let's say. I wow. can't remember how long. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Are you making progress? Yeah. How much are you paying per session? Like, this is... Is he even... That's looking, a lot of money. Is the therapist, even, is the therapist even, like, looking to you towards an end goal? Like, right. hey, when are you looking to wrap this up well, here, why pal? would they? Like, you're, yeah. like an, you're like a client yeah. who's paying a tab every week. And yeah. to that end, like, is it on you as the individual to say, like, okay, this type of therapy is not working to me. So I'm going to look for a different... Because there are different methods and there yeah. are different outcomes. If Amber Heard gets something out of therapy, whether it indulges her narcissism or whether it, you know, just gives her someone to talk to because she's lonely or like whatever it is, like she has no reason to move on, but it doesn't make it necessarily like the same kind of effective authority that we maybe think it is. Does that make sense? And that's what precisely that example is like that. I feel like that's predatory. You know, yeah, like fifteen years with a guy is like, buddy, have we figured anything out? Yeah. Like, but also, did, like, did you hug your dad yet? Like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, <laughs> where are the measurements? Where? Because I just feel like, I mean, it's like if you were to take a course of antibiotics, right? You would hope to see improvement at some point, right? Yeah. Or like if you're on a diet, right? Like maybe you have to eat this way. If you're like celiac, you got to be gluten free for the rest of your life. But you would expect when you're on the diet, you start to feel better, right? And maybe it ebbs and flows, right? But like, I just don't understand. Amber. But that's why I think like Amber Heard, especially if she is a narcissist, could be just getting something out of it. And what's the therapist's incentive to be like, well, I think we've cured you. Like, no, yeah. we haven't. And 
There's no reason for the therapist to turn down this client. And we also have this article here from a juror in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial speaks out saying the actress's story just didn't add up to them. They said that they felt the, the ther- that, the, that her um, testimony was unrealistic. Uh, and that uh, that she lied about the and they were angry that she lied about the settlement the most what Hannah Claire was saying yeah. where it seems like this was very strategic for her this is what um, reminded me of that they said that she would be very visibly upset and then snap back to seeming stone cold yeah what I like she was hitting that a cue. seemed yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she understands how she comes off to people because she's been on screen mm-hmm. and she just thinks that she has a very distorted view of everybody points of out interaction. Everybody points out dogs. My dog stepped on a bee, but to me it was the it was the it was the Kleenex that was the weirdest one yeah, to me. It looked really like the the pose with the Kleenex with no tears was really for weird. me. It was this recent the, interview where the, she was like the guy who made the whole world believe that he had scissors for fingers. He was like, I don't what? think he has scissors for fingers. Like, I think you shot on his bed, dude. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, I don't even understand, like, what she was getting at. But in her deranged mind, she really thought she made a point there that was like, boom, gotcha, mic drop. One time he played a character. It says, uh, yeah, I it don't says, understand. Heard's testimony wasn't realistic. Her crying, her facial expressions, and how she stared at the jury made them feel very uncomfortable. So... Maybe they were saying that she was staring at she the jury at to like try to like she was like maybe her like like jury consultant was like look <laughs> at the jury and make eye contact so that it can humanize you and instead she's like <laughs> she like can't do it to a no. normal does Amber like, Heard just can't like is she like neuroatypical or whatever no they call it? I think it's the histrionic thing like she's so dramatic she's really intense reaction so when someone says like hey you may want to occasionally like look at the jury like show them that you're human make eye contact mm-hmm. with someone she's like. Look at me. Look at me. I am human. Like, sorry, I'm jumping out of this frame. But like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, she can't regulate what is considered like a normal way to behave. I was listening to this podcast that talked about someone who uh, whose mother-in-law had histrionic personality disorder. And she's like, I don't think she knows how to exit a room. She can only storm out of room. Actually, I don't know how to exit a room. I, me, me and actually, we, we joke about that sometimes. That must be your disorder must, then. You, I, you I must have it. You storm out of room. No, I don't storm out. But like me and Hannah Claire will be talking. And not sometimes, like, I don't know how to end the conversation. So I just leave. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like at my desk. We'll be chatting. And like. He'll just start gliding away. Like, <laughs> like we're back on the hockey rink. I'll be five bread. I, yeah. That happens a lot here. It, it, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be weird if it wasn't for like, she's like, bye. And I'm like, oh no. I, I just I, want to train you that you, it's okay to be like, hey, I got to run. Or like, well, this conversation seems dead. Or you seem distracted. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not yeah. going to be like, oh, well, this conversation sucks. You don't have sucks. to one-on-one Irish exit me. You know what? Irish goodbye. I, <laughs> sounds wrong. I don't know what that is. I like glance down uh, at my computer for a second. I look up and he's like moonwalking. Walking backwards. They also talk about how like uh, uh, Herd's team blamed like that social media and like one of the jurors like yeah two of us didn't even don't even have Facebook or or, or Twitter are, are they like TikTok. prohibited from consuming information about the trial on social media you and then really. like how is that enforced yeah were they well typically you are not supposed to consume but do they actually pay not attention not supposed to but you can it's hard so like back in the day it was just TV news right yeah so, if you're on a jury, it's like, hey, man, you're the jury on this trial. Don't go home and listen that to the news so about it. That makes it so easy to avoid it. Right? Yeah. And now it's harder. And I'm not sure how they would enforce it in this case. I mean, maybe they would say, like, you have to agree to abstain. Um, because there are consequences for jury members who, like, accept bribes or, like, who violate, like, the yep. oath they take as a jury. But, like, in this case, you know, I guess they could be arguing that over the years social media influence like it wasn't just the the weeks or months surrounding the trial but Mm -hmm. like the many but like again 
the tide kind of turned it was all in amber's favor and then turned i felt like really slowly and then sort of all at once yep at i don't know end. if anyone else had that impression like he i just felt like laid the charm on so bad during yep. those trials like because he was like negotiating with this but he looked like hers. a more normal per like he actually looked like a person with the way he would react to things yeah like he looked like a human being and maybe that's I just because maybe I, that's just because he's a good actor i don't yeah. agree that his reactions were normal not I all was, the time i, I found normal, it off-putting relative. that he was like acting all like jolly and like smirking at sometimes like the ring bothered me <laughs> the ring that said truth on it just felt too on the nose i love what he's put his glasses on he was like i'm a boomer <laughs> yep. uh, i it was just they're both like such strange people and yes. i don't like either of them and they talk about this here it says it says he said at the, this is the jury says he said at the end of the day that he felt what was truthful was that the couple whose divorce was settled in 2016 were, quote, both abusive to each other, though he didn't believe Depp was physically abusive to her. So I think he, that's like the crux of it, because I think we've all said during this whole time, like, they both sound chaotic. Yeah, they yeah. both sound not super mm-hmm. healthy. It's just that, like, the it was a defamation case and the allegations surrounded physical abuse, which we don't think occurred. Says, I don't think it makes either of them right or wrong, he said, but to rise to the level of what she was claiming, there wasn't, enough, there wasn't enough or any evidence that really supported what she was saying. He also said that the jury was given no guidance on the amount of money to award each juror throughout a number they thought was fair. Depp was ultimately awarded $10 million in compensatory damages and $5 million in punitive damages, the latter being reduced to 350000 per state guidelines. Heard was awarded $2 million in compensatory damages. I do love the idea that even in losing, she won more money than any of us would ever would likely ever make in a lifetime. So that's, uh, you know. I think she should have just awesome. had to give him back. Heard, if you want to borrow $2 million from from Space Daddy and give it to me, I will take it. I, yeah, I will take that $2 Daddy commented on this. I just wanted him to get the seven million dollars that like he had to pay her during the divorce settlement. It would have been quite he was uh, Space Twitter. Daddy he did comment on it. What, what did, did he say? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, he did, didn't he? What did he say? I think it was some tepid like I support both both of people. Them. Okay, nice, thanks. nice cop out. Okay. Because he has a kid with her now. I know that he does. This is my like current room. Every time we bring this up, you're like equally shocked. He does? <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Sometime in 2020, between 2021, 2020 and 2021, Amber Heard had a baby via surrogate. The dad is unnamed. But who do we think the dad is? Who also had a uh, child via surrogate with another blonde, Grimes, during that time period? Should we tell Elon him, Musk? What? Grimes oh, is a blonde. Nothing. No, it's what? not you. It's Grimes. Oh, I mean, whoa. Oh, I didn't I get the joke. I think it's Elon Musk. I, was... I think Elon Musk fathered Amber Heard's baby, and that was one of the reasons he didn't want to appear. He got he almost got called as a witness, and he didn't want to appear on stand. And look, Elon, please come on the show and prove me wrong. Which side was calling but, him, was thinking about calling him as a witness? Uh, Hers? The, no, the prosecution, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, there was two uh, super chats in there. <laughs> Diz was <laughs> sent some currency. I don't recognize Korea uh, I don't what, what is the currency of Korea uh saying marry marry yeah. me from With, Korea that's, I, is is it that if he'd add one more e would it have I don't know if it would How have did he spell me. it I think I need more information than just that you live in Korea before I decide on <laughs> Whether it's like yeah, a start though. She's also, quite a traditional girl. You also don't understand. You have to send your resume, your bank statement, <laughs> and a th- current photo and three letters of recommendation Cover to letter. Brett. Yes. And then he will screen it and present it to Mary if she's interested. That's yes, I, I would mm-hmm. have to last I, you know. three pay stubs. It's the Korean okay. wall. <laughs> last three pay he just, stubs. He leaves all the proposals on my desk. Yes. Yeah. I'll I, get around to it when I get around to it. It's the Korean one. Ca, ca, like pile one is the topics for the day. Pile two is uh, things Mary I, I... Yeah, is my, Mary Suitors. And I'm like, look, 
at your leisure. Please, mm-hmm. please. Well, and he'll this. screen it. It's a yeah. nice system they have worked out. <laughs> Caper Two X said, "Hannah Claret is simpler. One is a medical doctor, and the other is not. Technically, you could put psychiatrists to." treat the wounded as the army does in war oh I yeah know that. yeah because they like had to go through medical school. how do you that's, feel i think that's exactly what i said <laughs> how do you feel yeah, how do you feel <laughs> they, <laughs> no i think that's what i said that they you go to explained medical school. the same exact thing they just wanted you to be more succinct I no guess. i absolutely refuse <laughs> yeah <laughs> super chat again and correct me mm-hmm. all right nice. all right uh now dane i'm so excited to, to hear are you ready to lead this topic dane guys not only am i ready i got Freaking notes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So keep your pants Good, cause on. Because I'm going to be all over the place. Keep your okay. pants on. Whoa. Yup, yup, yup. We're going there. Okay. So, <laughs> nerds in chat, I'm going to need you to be responsive. I'm going to need you to be interactive, okay? Because only when you do that is when I can nerd out with you guys, okay? So don't let me this down. This is a team effort, guys. Yes. Nope. Okay. I am lost already. <laughs> Lovely female co workers. As I previously stated, you're both gorgeous, so I'm sure you've never heard of any of this. It is fine. You will be fine. We will get through this. Okay. okay? Why I'm, do I feel like he is like a, d- an attorney presenting his opening argument? I was trying to think of the terminology. I fucked it up. And, oh, oops. Uh, my first. I did it. Woo. Oh, okay. Dane. Ten episodes in. Anyway. Okay. So today we're going to talk about the Final Fantasy VII remake being announced. Lots of words. Let me reel this back in. Final Fantasy is the most popular series, like mainline series of games under the role-playing category of video games. Okay. Final Fantasy VII was historically like considered like the one that graphically kind of made it seem as if like there were like actual people having conversations and interactions with it so it was a very like revolutionary game in its time okay for other context the developers of this game are from japan okay and the company's called square enix now let me give you the prop the plot it's the most summed up version that i can give the story follows a mercenary right that as an assistance to his former, like, let's say neighbor and like childhood crush, whatever, he essentially joins an ecological terrorist organization, no cap, as the kids would say. No cap. Not a lie, not a lie detected. Your objective is to take down a large multinational corporation that A, creates fake wars, B, uh, sorry, my notes are so low. Uh, fake no uh, fake wars amongst countries and it's basically insinuated that the war is between the America and China by the way this is like 1997 B stages political tragedies that, that are not real three takes part in eugenics projects and four is literally trying to destroy the planet by like extracting like resources from it the main antagonist of the game is a former soldier of this company because they they have multiple divisions. It's a huge mm. company. One is like energy development, and the other one is like basically they ser- sell arms and weapons for people. Mm-hmm. The main antagonist is essentially an experimented person, like through their eugenics projects, who has basically become aware of his existence and like like non natural birth and like all the experiments that are made upon him. And he starts 
as a rampage against like the company that made him that way mm -hmm. and he succeeds and eventually he takes it up with the whole world for like essentially letting letting him make him like a monster right so i'm sorry can i interrupt <laughs> please why would you have if you have a eugenics project right you're trying to make super people right or like get super soldiers what wouldn't you want to not destroy the planet because you're putting in all this effort in anyways well, like, wouldn't you do James like you're thinking too hard he didn't know that's no that's Brett no, Brett's it, regular criticism is I think this too much am he, I questioning it too much or not enough maybe 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 both like, like, the I point, really destroy the planet the point is the, the point it? is that this is a very famous game mm -hmm. and they're yeah. remaking it because of the popularity of literally okay. maybe the like the most popular game of all time like mm -hmm. literally when maybe did it, that. it came out in the 90s like yes. in 96 95 something like that very 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 popular Okay. So why is this relevant? Number one, like it's the remake of like one of the most historic, like famous games of all time. Number one, remakes of games are also historically very, very um, controversial. Right, um, and like here's the reason why it's controversial. For so number one, it is not a one for one remake. So this means <gasps> the story and the game itself is changing. Right, which is weird because then it's just not the same game to me. Is it based on the original story, and it's just—it's highly based on the original story, and like a lot of the team members that made it are like are currently. And working it's the on same it. company that made right. it. Right, okay. Hannah Claire's like I trying to get away from movie remakes, and now I'm getting video game reboots. No. I'm just telling you, we're all lacking creativity. <laughs> I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna bring this down to to like all media soon. So context again, not American company. Number two, they are actively changing things. Number three, this game is famous in particular because one of the protagonists of the game, spoilers guys, dies two-thirds of the way in. Two-thirds of the way in, a person... The game? Yes, of the, in the game, a person that, like, dies. A level? Yes. In a, in a level, like, you get and, like, there is, like, your friend and she literally gets stabbed to death in okay. your face. So, this is... By the way, this sent the world through like a, a roller coaster of emotions. So much so that the the rumor amongst the fans of the game was that she's actually alive. You just have to play the game differently. And a bunch of and it was all a cope. It's all a lie. And a bunch of people tried and tried because they really like yep. had emotions for her. Uh, the the guy that Batman, the that plays Batman now, Robert Pattinson. You remember he was talking about a game that he was saying like the first time he felt love. Yep. He was and, talking about this game. And Zoe Kravitz like crapped on him. Yeah, for and it. she got like oh male fantasy <laughs> whatever. <laughs> if two <laughs> people. <laughs> What's wrong with it in her mind? I mean, who cares? Is <laughs> is the answer? But like, so in this game, the girl dies. Okay. However, the trailer for part two. So they're gonna. They gave several announcements. One, they get the part two's coming. So the second announcement is like they're gonna break the game in three parts, okay. The, and like they're gonna remake it, and the second part is where she should die. However, there's a bunch of things that have changed in the last game that have fans like going through loops, and it starts off with this quote: "The trailer, what we've done is set in stone. The past. Thank you. Thank you, nerds. Keep it up. Oh, the past is forever, but the future." Even if it were, if it has been written, can be changed. So focus on the future, not the past. Okay. So now with all this context, I have literally a personalized question for everyone here, including myself. 
Number one, is this a spoiler? I'll just get down to it. I believe so. I believe that the developers are speaking through like the most iconic member of the team in the game. And they are telling you, hey, I know you love your old thing mm -hmm. and it'll always be there. But the past is written. Look forward to the future. So I think they're saying like, hey, I know you want this, but you're going to get what the hell we're making. Mm -hmm. Which to me is annoying because then just make a new game. Okay. It is weird to um, address the the fans that way when like what we've seen so far from remakes of games and it's movies, like ninety percent all actually showing contempt for fan bases. No, but this is remember that's why I started. This is Japan. It's like ninety percent accurate to the source material. The people that are making this are pretty much the same team that worked on the original source material. So, wait. You think that the people are hoping that instead of killing that girl off in the second second part of this game, in the new version, that they'll let her live. And they're like, probably not? I think there's both sides. And so now I'm going to assign you each your personal question. Okay. <laughs> and you can think about it. But like, this as you're thinking... the weirdest book club ever. I know. As you're thinking about it, I have like an exercise for the group to like bring it more to pop culture. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Guys, I got my segment. I'm doing it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Brett. Are we being taken over in a hostile yet way? <laughs> Brett, go for it. How would you feel if your favorite story of all time was being remade by the same artist in a different way? That's your question. Hannah Claire. Wait, should he answer first? No, no, no. Think of it. And then we're going to do an exercise that'll, that'll like, we'll get the answers. <laughs> Hannah Claire. Yes. <coughs> is this a shallow money grab or is this a genuine artistic endeavor? Okay. Mary. Do you trust these developers more knowing that they are not American and not related to Hollywood? And now, before we answer that, I'm going to ask everyone here to go on a exercise. Two questions I have to remember. N think of your favorite show or movie. Can you like first thing that comes to mind? My favorite show or favorite movie? Yeah. Um go to the next person. I don't know, go to Mary. You can't ask somebody that something that on the spot. So ask someone on the chat. It's, someone it's in the, the chat tells the instant, me It's a reaction. Like my favorite movie is The Godfather. Instantly. Came Why to did mind. I want to say Hannah Montana? That's amazing. Maybe. Is it? Like I don't. I mean, okay, yeah. Okay, is your favorite show? Sure. Hannah Montana. Okay. For now, I don't know. I love it. What's Let's your just favorite? Say that. Uh, I'm not, first, an, I'm first not answering this question. I don't know. Maybe call the midwife. I was really into that for a while, but then got really woke, and I didn't like it as much. I'm not answering this question. First thing that came to mind. What is one of your favorites for Dane's exercise? One of my one of your favorites. Movies? Yeah, whichever. Or shows. I can't think of anything. Top Gun oh Maverick. Goodness. It's Top Gun no, Maverick. No, it is not. It's, it's not. Top Gun because he was born in the 80s. No, uh, you loved Top Gun okay, Maverick. Okay, fine. Um, the original Mighty Ducks movie. Okay, Brett. <laughs> Brett, okay. Actually, no. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1. Why let's I say talk about this stuff more? Okay. So, sorry, I'm literally working as I'm working. Yeah. Okay, Brett. Let's say that Teenage Mutant... What's your favorite scene from Teenage Thank Mutant you. Ninja Turtles? The, the final <laughs> fight scene between Shredder and the four turtles at the very end. Okay, what if I told you we're going to make the movie, we're going to make it again, same director, same cast, same everybody. That's he's going to change. I don't think... Uh, you don't know how. You don't know like if it's... You don't know if they're going to make it better. You don't know if they're going to make it worse. No, it's going to change. No, don't do it. I don't want it done. But I, don't care. I don't care if it's the same team. Time changes how those people think. I don't want it done. Yeah, are you making these... Are you remaking these things in the modern era, right? Your like, first... Your first question to me, what was it? Uh, 
how do, would you feel if your favorite story of all time was being remade by the same artist in a different way? I don't want it done because it takes time to produce the new thing. Their lives have changed. Time and history, society has changed. It will not be, even if it's 90% the same, it will be nothing. None of it will be the same because because it's created in a different time. I don't want it done. I think we see this with like all. I mean, we all know I'm super anti remake, but I think we see this with like these long legacy movies, right? Like, um, is it Harrison Ford who plays that guy? Indiana Jones. In, yeah, Indiana Jones. Like, there were several Indiana Jones movies, and if he came back into today, he is a different person. So therefore, the character will have changed, even if a lot of the stuff is the same. Yep. Uh, with all of the like Jurassic World movies, right? First off, I did not realize how many of them there were. Six. And then, no, I, for whatever reason, this did not click for me. So like the older cast members who started when they were in the beginning of their career, essentially, right? They're very different and their lives have changed. So yep. therefore, the way they portrayed the characters are not necessarily the same. This is why I think that like there has to be a restricted amount of time for us to use material and content. I don't think that things are meant to be molded over and chewed for years and years and years. Top Gun Maverick Thank is you. a weird recent uh, difference because there was like a huge gap in between. There, uh, also, or, or like Ghostbusters Afterlife. I don't know what this where, has to do with this video yeah. game. Go, keep going. A lot. A lot to do with. Because okay. like, okay, more context. It was an old, old video game. And back in the day, there were no voice actors. There was no voice acting. Yep. Everything was up here. Mm-hmm. So that feeling you developed for that character was your best rendition of the character. Yeah. Now, the, you're you're getting actors acting out a role. And you're going to be like, that's not how I imagine that person. Right. Yeah. yeah. But maybe it could be like, wow, that's not how I thought about it. Yeah. Right? It could be Look, both. it could be good. But like... I don't like to watch the music video for songs that I'm really attached to, right? Because right. I have my own situation. Thank like, you. I have my own Thank connection you. to it. I have my Keep own going, nerds. in it. Like, I, do, I imagine with video game people, like, like I remember I used to be really into Sims when I was younger. And, like, Sims 2 has one animation style. And then I changed it slightly for Sims yeah. 3 and Sims 4. And, like, I don't like it. I only like the way it looks in Sims 2 because that's what I was attached to. Right. Like, I can imagine for this video game... Yeah, it could be cool to revisit all these things and have newer technology, video gaming it up or whatever. Video but, gaming it up? Put that uh, on a shirt, please. But that doesn't... I assume, I assume as a if, you, if you're really attached to this game, you're attached to it in its entirety as it was at that time. Correct. Making it new doesn't necessarily mean you're making it better. You're just making it different, which in some ways is uh, eroding your connection to it originally. Thus... Do you feel this is a shallow money grab or do you think it's a genuine artistic endeavor? It's hard for me to say because I have so little context on this, but I will give you this. Like, it's a question of is this company making, do they have any other products that are successful? Like, how much a money bunch. do they make? So this they don't the need most- to do this. So this, like, could be a money grab, but also, like, this could be a walk down nostalgia. They really feel like it would be cool to return, like, get the old gang back together. You said, like, the original people who worked on it are working on it. Yeah. You know, I, there's, I don't have enough context to know whether it is or not. But I will say, like, I don't know that it's necessary. Mm. If they want to, People they have can. begged for it for decades. Why, though? Why would you beg for this? Because, again, this is potentially, literally, the most popular video game in history. You know, so but why do you need it again? Like that's what I don't, I don't like this I, because it's reflecting how many times stagnance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't you, get it either. And I think the reason, or at least part of the reason, that we have all of these remakes and sequels and reboots and spinoffs, never ending. Come over to my dark side, man. Is because 
when these things were originally made and enjoyed, uh, we had a society that made a little more sense and people felt a little safer and more connected and happy. And, you know, tell me I have rose tinted glasses. I don't care. But I think that's true. And that we're just trying to return it back to what we consumed back then because they think it'll return that feeling it's not that they working had. it's yeah i think that this could be the same it could be remade for the same reason because this is part of so many people's childhoods and things are even rough right now. even when that was released in the late 90s uh things were dramatically different and i do believe they were better can i tell you the medium that this game is the most similar to sure this game and this series of games is the most similar to a play, like a theater play. Really? Because I, I would have understand. guessed a fantasy novel. Nope. What do you mean by that? In parts, there's soliloquies, there's like monologues, there's like random changes in scenery. I'm going to level with you. I have only watched my older brother and older cousins play video games for most of my life, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of monologues in video games. There are a lot of like quests with parts. Like, why is this one different? Because... Why is it more because, similar to a play? Because in a lot of video games, usually the story is what gets you between point A and point B to do shooty thing. Like, I do play thing now, and then they gotta explain why you're doing play thing in another place, and that's the story. Here, the game and its mechanics is revolved around the world, the characters, and the mythos they have created, right? Like in this world, more so than other things. More, more so than why? How so? Like, why be, did this game nail it in that way, and the other ones haven't achieved it? The, like the dialogue is like far more like complex. Like, f- just to give you like, and like an additional example. Let me elaborate on the protagonist. Okay. The protagonist of this game was a former child soldier. Okay. Mm-hmm. He has also been like genetically experimented on. Okay, mm-hmm. he is suffering, unbeknownst to him, from severe post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Severe, severe, severe. Like he, he, which manifests in the game as if he's having headaches, mm-hmm. but they intensify later as like literal like psychotic breaks. His friend that he is known through childhood that basically got him wrapped up in all this trouble. He's doing it as a promise to her because, like, when, when he was leaving off the war, he promised her. She asked, she made him promise him, if I'm ever in trouble, come get me. And so he stumbles upon, like, he's basically now in the slums. Like, he's like an ex-soldier with PTSD, got no money, doesn't even know why, why he's got the clothes on he's got on, right? And he stumbles on his best friend from his childhood who he made this promise. They're catching up, and she's telling him all the trouble that she's getting into, right? Mm-hmm. And he subconsciously is holding up his end of the promise. It's like, well, you're in some deep doo-doo, so, like, I'm going to try to get you out of it. And, like, what what unravels... By the way, it begins that way. The The game is, like... The, so the, you played this game, right? I, and you liked I've it? I've played it. I've beat it. I love it. So yeah. do you want them to make a remake? Yes. Why? Because a um just to remember like when I saw it was in 1996 it was a little blocky people. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I had to like si- simulate like Did what you I use your brain. But I feel yeah, like and that's, I read and that's, that's how I learned more, English. Um, yeah. yeah. Whereas now they're going to take a lot of that out. So I keep, keep going. No, it's OK. I um, I just think that that's like better for the imagination than giving people intense, Detail. extremely hyper realistic graphics and voice acting. But, you know, well, now I can show my friends it. And it's in a in a in a package that's more marketable, right? I don't think it's gonna resonate with them the way it resonated with it. Yeah, won't. also it'd be like mm-hmm. if you saw this game and you're it lacked certain details, so your brain filled them in and it made it more rich to you because yeah. it was your imagination yeah. was involved. Like, they're stripping all of that out by making it hyper realistic and adding the voice acting and like just, as I say, just ima- just add, just by adding the voice acting, it's completely changed the ability Absolutely. for them to adapt to it. I do want to point out here that um, I, I do think that. Uh, just the fact that I do believe that the team being involved can be both a uh, a true attempt at artistic expression and also a money grab. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that the team involved in creating it has the best intentions and will want it to be as... Uh, it's still a new challenge yeah. for them. They're still creating and a they're, new... They're working on something new. You can capitalize so, on yes. nostalgia. But I still, think it's, I still think part of it ends up being both... when you Where art meets commerce, it ends up being a little bit of both. There were super chats that are... Clearly, these people are very, very involved in this, in this game. Yeah. So you want to go for it? Okay. Um, Caper2x said, Under the protection of Hannah Claire, pop culture crisis fairy, fairy godmother of the written word and bulwark against the princess of darkness, Dane goes into the ancient scrolls. That's wow. very poetic. Beautiful. Thank you. Unavailable ID name said Final Fantasy OG saved Square Enix. They named it Final Fantasy because they thought it was the last game they were going to make. Yeah, let me give it some context. So the company originally was called Squaresoft. The company was, as he said, like getting into bankruptcy. And the developer of like this series, Nobuo, whatever Japanese name he has, uh, my bad, um, he literally named it the Final Fantasy because he thought it was the last game that they were ever going to create. Why and did they become Square Enix then? What is Enix because they, uh, the, the company merged with another mm, like okay. uh, video game developer, specifically of the type of the role-playing, right? And... So now they've announced the 16th in the mainline entry and they're also remaking old ones. And uh, sorry, you can keep on with the super chats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he also said one begs to ask, could this have been a new installment in the Final Fantasy universe because they kind of went downhill after going strictly online? I would have rather they just made a new installment that was inspired by aspects of the first. Thank you. Thanks. Inspired by aspects of the of the most popular games. Mm hmm. Siani Reese said, what? They're not killing, I don't know how to pronounce this, Aerith? Is that the character? Aerith. Aerith? That's the lady that dies. Spoilers. Okay. Um, that's not confirmed, right? That they're changing that storyline? No one knows. It's, okay. it's a speculation. Yeah. Hefty Jongle said, wrong question to Brett. The question should be, knowing the person who wrote Time Travel terribly is now at the helm rewriting your favorite game. Do you uh, still trust it or whatever the rest of Dane's question was? I mean, mm-hmm. that that's conjecture. Dizwiz said, I like to see fresh spin of my favorite stories, but I know that Nomura did, Nomura. Nomura did the KH stories. Kingdom Hearts. It's Kingdom another Hearts. video game series that's very like... I know that one. Yeah, it's mixed with... It's, yeah, I've heard so of that So Kingdom one. Hearts is a mix of Final Fantasy characters and Disney characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Waffles Sensei said, I would be okay if you can save Aerith 
through some kind of Easter egg accomplishment, but why change one of the most controversial and heart-wrenching moments in video game history? It was defining. I think like if they I, change it, it makes it hollow. Maybe they will, maybe I, they won't. See, I feel like if they change it, it's like giving in to this like indulgence culture that we've created like for maybe, ourselves where like bad things can't happen to you. Like if it was so heartbreaking to lose this person, like you should keep it that way because this was like a formidable, I hate to say this, but like a formative moment for like, I assume teens, but lots of people during this time period, like just because things are hard doesn't mean that we need to pretend they don't happen. Right. Yeah. It's like, if you read, you know, it's like you want to watch some movies that like, you want to watch some movies that have great happy endings and they're just, they just feel good. But then you want to watch some that leave you with endings that you feel slightly dissatisfied with because that's more reflective of real life. And that's this series, by the way. So like a, a big theme in the series is like, you will lose things that you love. And you have to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Like life goes on. It will it will add weight to it if they keep the same ending for that character. Because ultimately, at by the end of the game, they're saving the world from a major calamity brought upon this person that I talked to you about. Mm-hmm. And she was like not the leader, but like the spiritual leader. Like everyone liked her. She was everyone's friend. She had this like mysticism and like je ne sais quoi about her. But she dies. Ooh, good use of genetic. Thank you. Yes. Uh, uh, but she dies. But you know the the mission lives on. You know, like you, like we're we're so not. So then, go- what would the benefit be other than indulging some people who didn't want her to die to keep to change that storyline? There shouldn't. Be, Sorry, I, are we in the middle of super chats? We're in the I middle guess? of super chats. Okay. Um, Caper Two X. I'm not reading I'm that. Not re- yeah. But thanks for the two dollars. Thank you, Caper Two X. I did not harvest Adrenochrome from Dane. No. Oh my God. No deny the allegations. <laughs> oh man, super chat's getting weird. Bodies X Wix. Crypto smart money explained. <laughs> said, as a major fan of Final Fantasy, I need this. Dave and I have chatted about the Final Fantasy series. Have we? I'm playing 12 now. There's 12? Yeah. Dude, what there's the f- 16. There's like, this is the most. Why? Powerful. Immediately, no. no, no, no Immediately, no. Why? Mary, every single number is a different game, different story, different everything. Okay, I respect that. It's just like, okay, kind of, it's what you're really. saying, like, inspired upon other things. They have like this kind of like universe in a way, mm-hmm. but like, it's different mythologies, different characters, different issues. So they're it's, only remaking seven. They've remade others but like in the way that they're doing this seven never before okay he said it's the seven remake is the best thing ever well you don't know that yet i mean he, there's a part one there's a part one this is the part two of it because the game is split it's into been three, the parts. three parts yeah right i see all right uh any last words before we move on dane um i i would like to leave everyone with this thought you know most of like modern media modern theater, movies, is inspired of Shakespeare. My favorite Shakespeare play is Hamlet. I think there's a lot that can be derived from Hamlet, right? Does Hamlet lose its worth because it got adapted to movie? And, like, you know, some versions, the, the character doesn't quite convey Hamlet as he should be? Or is it just a vehicle to get people to read the actual classic? That is what I think may be happening here. And that is what I think that they're saying with the quote that I'll, I'm, again, I will end up on the quote again. What we've done is set in stone. The past is forever. But the future, even if it has been written, can be changed. 
So focus on the future, not the past. Hmm. Words to words to, to live be inspired by. by. Thank yes. you, Eris. I agree. All right. So now that we've talked about something so uh, heartwarming at the end, there we're going to go right back into the yeah. super uh, depressing. Everything sucks. Everything sucks. Uh, not no. Okay. Oh, gosh. Uh, this is from the Daily Beast, and it says, 12-year-old granted oh. order of protection against Ezra Miller. This is a different order of protection, ladies and gentlemen, than the one uh, against uh, for Dakota Iron Eyes' family. And yes, this... He has multiple orders of protection against, against multiple, multiple people. One, well, one is a minor. One was a minor when he met her. This story is absolutely bonkers it's it literally sounds every like, sentence gets more so like the thing is absurd. i feel like this justifies all the weeks brett has had me talking about this guy yes uh okay so we're gonna skip past the stuff where the uh where they revamp the the dakota the dakota iron eye stuff you guys know that story if you watch this podcast he met her when she was 12 he uh brought her and members of her tribe out to uh, london when she was 14 he tried to share a bed with her uh, which we found out the other day. And the how old thing. was he at the time? And he, he was 23 20? when they met when she was 12. Okay? How did they no. meet when she uh, was 12? Because she was an activist. Her family were activists, and he was doing activist work on the on the reservation. Guys, okay. right, guys field of red flags. Just yep. everyone read where they met. Remember, remember when I said it's not enough to just not be an activist. You have to be anti-activist. You have to be actively anti-activist. Anti you have your kids be activists. They can meet great people like Ezra Miller and so, Greta Thunberg. Okay, so here it is. Creator Mia, Salon <coughs> Mia Solange took to Twitter in April to accuse Miller of being an abuser while the actor was arrested twice in Hawaii for disorderly conduct, harassment, and allegedly throwing a chair at a woman. Remember, we don't know if that was just a certain song at the bar. Uh, he, he just really hates karaoke. We know that. On top of all that, in 2020, a video went viral of Miller attacking young fan in Iceland. Still with his role. Nothing, uh, nothing has ever happened there. In the Massachusetts case, that's the one we're talking about now. Get ready. The Daily Beast reviewed a copy of the protection order signed by a judge that spoke with a 12-year-old accuser, their mother, and another neighbor who was present. The case docket has not been posted on the court's online system, so the official complaint made by the child's mother was not available. The Daily Beast also reviewed contemporaneous text messages sent by the mother and the neighbor as well as photographs that corroborated parts of the accounts of the night in question we are withholding the names for privacy reasons on the evening of february 2nd the trio contend that miller was present in the downstairs neighbor's home in greenfield which is located about 40 miles away from the actor's ranch in stamford vermont the neighbor is uh, is in a band with whitney sutters a musician who is close friends with miller Miller was wearing a bulletproof vest, and I had no idea until later that they were armed, recalls the visiting neighbor. Tensions began brewing when the mother said she mentioned doing some traveling recently with her tribe, those are her words, uh, with her tribe of people, leading Miller to snap at her and accuse her of cultural appropriation. Then a conversation about board games allegedly went sideways. When after Miller claimed that the board game Parcheesi had Rastafarian roots, uh, the visiting neighbor, who was half black, questioned Miller as to which set of Rastafari movement it originated from. At this point, Ezra exploded and started screaming directly in my face, the visiting neighbor tells me, quote, they said you don't even know what the F you're talking about. What did you say to me? What did you say to me? I was caught very off guard, the visiting neighbor continues. Then they opened up their jacket. They had this, like, big Sherpa jacket, and they opened up one side of their jacket, and you could see a gun, and they said, talking like this could get you into a really serious situation. Over Parcheesi! Over Parcheesi! After... 
I, He's like, hey, 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 hey. There, you can't say anything. Don't quite. Like, it, it speaks for itself. Hey, 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 Did hey, you ever hey, meet hey, someone hey. who's like, I have to be right all the time? Yeah. Like this to another no, level. This is every every time you see one of those gotcha interviews at a college campus when some neocon group goes and they're like, what does socialism mean? And they're like, I don't know. They're like, what is capitalism? They don't know how to define it because mm-hmm. they're, they've been brain like spoon fed from professors, like one side of the argument. So they don't actually know how to define their response. He is every person that has ever done that also like where did he get this the top of a snapple cap he I, was like oh Barchi uh, is from Rastafarian roots like uh, okay it says I'm, it's just like it shows how unhinged he is that he it's you can tell someone's crazy if that they assign immense importance to some random detail yeah. of a conversation they like latch onto it like that well and like and it's then fly off the handle it's interesting that like this person, the other person would use tribe. He would be like, oh, cultural appropriation. By the way, here's all the things I know about Rastafarianism. It, yeah. gets, it gets worse. It Can't gets worse. see how like hypocritical he's being. Next, according to the visiting neighbor, the mother and the child, Miller, focused their attention on the 11-year-old saying, I've talked extensively with your child and they have a lot of power to them. At one point, you're going to realize that you don't have any control over them anymore. They're an elevated being and they would be lucky to have someone like me guide them. He literally... Nothing that is ever said like that ends well. He thinks he's some kind of like levitating shaman. Also like like someone like me guiding them. Like do you not have an understanding of like what's appropriate to say about someone's children? Who's not your family? Like... I don't think Ezra Miller thinks he's even human anymore. Because if you've been... If you mix like being mentally unwell with... To this degree with fame and adulation you literally lose sense of like the fact that you're even human yep he's, he's talking hu- to people like he's an alien yeah who just showed up he and just those, got off the ship he right 100 has to that's be not an immigration drugs. line that's a ufo line even the messages the other day the, the the instagram stories that were like i'm in another dimension like he actually believes I that feel like, yeah <laughs> they say miller proceeded to turn to the mother who dresses goth and accused her of being a witch and a vampire repeatedly yelling at her do you want to drink my blood do you and then Miller and this is like he's doing this sober like he's just no they, they they accuse him they, they think he was uh, that that is the one part I think I, I, I they say like his his di- his pupils were dilated they and everything he's like, like that. intoxicated so it says Miller then came back to the child and allegedly began pestering them with compliments at one point moving their chair closer to them requesting that they add the actor on Instagram and telling the child to pursue fashion this only ends badly they automatically were just weirdly drawn to me and kept talking about how they love my outfit and love my style and kept going on about how it was how it was great the child remembers it was really uncomfortable i was really nervous i was scared to be around them after he yelled uh, at, at them after he'd yelled at my mother and she was crying but they, this is the other thing like they're at his house he yells at the mom their house not his house they're at the, the, the mother's and house. this guy's just hanging out at their house the mother is why do they reference the guy's ranch i thought they're at his ranch they're saying they were at their house 40 minutes from where he lived the, Why don't the, they just ask him to leave? The mother and visiting neighbor both believe that Miller had been under the influence due to dilated pupils and erratic behavior. His behavior's always erratic. That's the problem. Miller apologized for the outburst, only to return to pester the fa- to pester the family on a number of other occasions, including in late April, in May, and on June fourth, dressed as a cowboy. <laughs> it feel, like, it doesn't feel it like I feel like this worse. article is fake. Also, like why? Sorry, this is just like maybe it doesn't matter, but like late April in May, and then they have a specific date on June fourth because you're just like a cowboy. I I guess no, this is like 
Or was he like dressed like a cowboy also, like, all the time? He drives to their house and they're not like, don't come back here. Like, what's this family doing? The mother and child maintain that Miller made the child uncomfortable by hugging them and pressing their body closely against them. And this is before the last visit. <laughs> so he came back repeatedly and we weren't like, Ezra Miller, we have a no you showing up here anymore policy. Says, uh, I mean, clearly just like the Tokata Iron Eyes parents, these parents are not. They're not. You know, happening. Exactly they're not doing their job. Models of... <laughs> <laughs> the child expressed their interest in horses and Miller said that they would acquire several horses so that the child could help care for them uh, uh, for the herd in Vermont in his Vermont farm where which also struck them literally as literally get in my van struck as this is the them in this sentence it's the child this is the child being like this seems inappropriate that this adult man would buy horses so I could hang out at his house it's literally somebody needs to photoshop literally a picture have of some him candy get in my van opening a picture I'm of horse like Photoshop him opening a van door and there's just a horse inside. Like that that's what this is. Ever since Dakota Ironized uh, News broke, however, uh they have not been seen or heard from since. He's literally they are literally on the run, him and Dakota Ironize. They uh, they are on the run together? Uh the not they, the twelve year old, the other girl, the one from when bro. he was crazy. the other girl that crazy. he met when she was twelve. Healthy, super healthy dynamic. There's a pattern mm-hmm. of twelve year olds. <laughs> I also never saw this part. It says for, on March 4th, 2022, asking for, uh, so that was just a couple months ago, at a premiere for something called Asking For It. Uh, the Revenge film tackles sexual assault and co-stars Miller and, Ve and Vanessa Hudgens, Kiersey Clemens, and Ale Alexandra Ship. On April 20th, director Emma uh, O'Rourke allegedly punches trans comedian Grace Freud in the face. You heard that right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> you did Sorry. hear that right. Sorry, you went... Someone was like, you know who we should have in a movie about sexual assault? Ezra Miller. He yes. sounds like a great guy to have in a movie about assault. Do you care. know? Do you know it would be a really good idea to put him in it? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, who is making these choices? So it's uh, absolutely bonkers, and it just keeps it just keeps getting worse. I mean, worse. I do remember when he was a bit of like a media darling for a while before That's people realized long. how insane he was. I feel like he was a me. I mean, you're better at this than I am, but like. He was a media darling for like what ten weeks, and then they're like, "Oh, as it turns out, he's crazy." No, like girls simped for him so hard for a long time before. When? It lists at him as indie darling from 2011 to 2015, even, and even during like was I not the alive? time after he choke slammed that woman, I still saw that he had stands. Was mm -hmm. he? What was he doing? Like he had stands from what? He was in that. He was the um, perks of being a wallflower. Was his, yeah, that's like, a big one. For yeah, him. I've seen that too, but that was like. What? When did that come out? Uh, 2011 or 2011, something. 2011, and then he did nothing, and people were still like, but do you remember that one movie? And that time he was in Royal Pains? Yep, that's basically it. Hey, what? That Royal Pain? No, it's well, not. Well, also, uh, he has eyeliner and fluffy hair. In a band. And they, them pronouns. Wow. So in a band. And he has a band. Oh, which Matt, Mary is a little bit of a fan of, I've heard. He's I mean, I don't hate it. The music was, yeah. He's good looking, and he has the right politics. That's why he can get away with it. He hasn't. He doesn't have any politics. He's like a barely self? even he's communicating. Like he's not even here. It's like he's almost. Thus, he belongs to the right tribe. <laughs> this is crazy. So okay. So he. And oh, this. By the way, I forgot the the twelve year old child is also non-binary. So this is another example Whoa. of like he's. I wonder he's, why he's preying on people, like. No, Based no on way. This guy who's super into this weird advocacy who hangs out with children is weird he's he's praying on they're them? not even teenagers no he doesn't that's too old for him i don't oh know how, i don't know how God, dakota's staying dude. around because dakota's an adult now right yep she's 18 now uh, how does this end 
How, how do you end this? Does it ever? It doesn't end well. There's no way this ends well. Well, I just feel like what's going to happen next. I'm telling you, the movie, like, all, the, the, I, I'm literally, like, They've in my own. they got to drop it. In, in my own brain, my, I see this as, like, a grand finale of, like, the movie coming out. And everyone just being, like, why is he still, like, yeah. wh- why is he still not in handcuffs? Or at least, at the very least, why is this getting made? Why is he being allowed to make this movie with all of this stuff coming out? And it's like, I look up these articles and there's people talking about it, but not, if this was anybody else, it would be so much more of an uproar. And I don't understand it because he never even had that much of a fan base before. It's just like keeping up the narrative that like someone like this can, you know, be you. well-adjusted and marketable. And he's not. He's clearly failing at that. I'd, and when the Toccata stuff came out, I was like, okay, it's time to drop it now. Yeah. It's time. It's, that was the that was the straw that broke the camel's back. But that wasn't it either. That literally, that was like a this week ago. This is the straw that broke the straw that broke the straw. That, <laughs> that broke that camel's back. Yeah, like. Uh, when, that, when we did that first story, <laughs> uh, that broke me. And I was like, that first episode, I'm like, it's time I to just. I thought that was like, okay, this is it. They're yeah. going to drop him. I was like, this is the story that, no, that breaks. Why don't the, they care? <laughs> the $200 million film's back. But no. no, like let's cyber bully Lizzo but or something. But like so, what is happening right now? And he and this eighteen year old are like on the run or like they no one. Knows I mean, where it's they not are? exactly on the run. Well, they're just they hanging out just in Vermont trying to see if this other kid will come They over. haven't served Ugh. uh I'm not, I like that sounds gross and no, I, I know, like, I know. that's exactly Sorry. what I think is happening. I mean oh, they yeah. are looking for him and he is who? not found. Like <laughs> law enforcement is looking for him? Yeah, to serve the to right, serve the protective orders. In the famous words of our beanie hero most parents don't care about their kids. Like, yeah, these crazy. being perfect If ever of that. an example. Oh my god. <coughs> Sorry. So, it, it, I was looking I, I was curious as to what his parents did for a living. Uh, I remember somebody saying that his dad was like a film exec and I thought that was wrong and I think mm. I do believe that's wrong. So it says I had asked if he was the child of film exec cuz I could not understand why he kept sort of getting these major roles in Hollywood. Like, it felt like there must be some nepotism. His, his mother, uh, Marta, Marta Miller, is a modern dancer, and their, fa- and, his, and their father, Robert S. Miller, was senior vice president and managing director of Hyperion Books and later became a publishing a publisher at Workman Publishing. So, I mean, there's, at the very least, uh, entertainment and uh, publishing media influence there in the family. And I just don't mm-hmm. know how this ends anyway, but bad. I do not. There's... I- there isn't like it's all weird and bad like i'm actually i'm sick of talking about it but at the same time i mean i'm i'm sick of talking about it but i wish that like anyone else would because i get that we're like finding more information about this all the time and you know there are some news like the news is covering it but then like more than that, we're talking about, like, the Kardashians and Lizzo and, like, I don't know, Khloe Kardashian's BBL. Like, yeah. I don't understand why no one cares about this and why we're, like, it's almost like we're just as crazy as him because we're finding, like, stupid things to fixate on that have nothing to do with 
with the reality of the situation. In this in the studio, like I just I guess I'm just I'm shocked. Like I don't know what the studio should say, but I'm just like they I, don't need to say they, they anything. They, they just need to not employ this man but anymore. But I'm saying like if they're not going to do that, and they're just going, they're literally just any time now somebody gets in trouble, and the, and these people have to make their stupid comments about like I apologize for this. He's not apologizing. I hate it because the studio's like, not apologizing. Nobody's you, apologizing. Why do you need to say something when all anyone is asking is that you actually do something? Yeah. It's all about what are we going to say and not what are we going to do it just to proves, protect a child. It just proves what corporations are actually scared of. You know, yep. this is, you know. They're more terrified of him right. than they are of the allegations against him. They're, they're more terrified of, of him because of the context like he's shrouded himself with as a layer of protection, mm-hmm. which is my theory. You know, but who cares? He said, you know, he's working it out in therapy, guys. It's been like 27 years. <laughs> and like Him and Amber Heard, they're hanging out. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just, it's Thanks. just, I'm past it, man. I just, like, I, at this point, the story is so ridiculous that it feels like, I feel like it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the Daily Beast was like, psych, we made all that up, and I'd be like, well, joke's on you. All the other stuff was so ridiculous, it just seemed like truth to me. Yeah, well, it's hard. It's like, you just don't know, like, where this is going to go, right? Like, it feels like he is, es- like, when was the stuff with this other unnamed kid? They said, they refer to it like it was this year. And so, like, over the past couple of years, he's become more and more and more erratic. Yep. I mean, just looking at, like, a story about, what's her name? Takata? Yeah, Takata Takata Iron Eyes. She dropped out of the school uh, she was going to in December 2021 to go live with him. So, like, this pattern of behavior is happening in real time. I think we're used to talking about these stories, like, allegations that come out Me Too style. Resurfaced. Years years later. Mm. 17 years ago, when I was a child actor on this set, this person Mm. behaved inappropriately with me. But I feel like we're watching it But this person's actively endangering children, like, right now. we're, We're watching it live, and there's, like, nothing we can do but we all know it's wrong and it is weird that this studio is like yeah 15 years from now somebody will be doing a podcast talking about this saying why didn't anybody give a crap why is it almost like given more gravity when something resurfaces than when we're talking about something in real time yeah because the deed has been done and they want broken people that's like, like that's how I feel about this world now. Like everyone just wants to hurt equally. Everyone just like you know misery loves company, and everyone just wants everyone to be miserable. This guy is a monster, you know. And if you know and you're facilitating him, you are a monster as well. Uh, like a, point blank. A representative for Miller could not be immediately reached for comment, most likely oh, no because way. they're taking also a bunch of Prozac run. and are just like, what? Like, well, imagine also, that like, job. Well, imagine being Miller's like public relations dude. But also, like, don't you think the police immediately contacted them? Was like, you have to tell us where they are. So, like, this public relations person can't put out a statement and acknowledge they have been in contact with Miller with with yeah. Miller without becoming a problem in this investigation. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yep. That's crazy to uh, me. Makes me Which feel. also means that he's putting everyone he works with, like, in jeopardy. Like, it is crazy to me that, like, this is someone we're watching operate live, and it's just supposed to be like, oh, well, he was, like, that fun guy in that one movie. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Super Chats, just because it's... Let's go. Uh, Javi J said, first rule of Final Fantasy, love no one. Is that true? Um, not really. You just get I mean, hurt, fall in love, and they die in the second part. I, I mean, usually, like by the end, you like figure it out. But mm. Waffle Sensei said that this child's parents sound like Priscilla's parents, allowing deeply disgusting and inappropriate behavior, hoping for their child to get famous. 
Yeah, we're talking so, about Priscilla t- Presley the other day. Um, yeah, and it's just it's strange when you juxtapose the extremely like that these parents are extremely interested in their child their child's life, but in a negative way yeah. where they're trying to manipulate it for like financial security or like notoriety. <sighs> um, unavailable ID name said. Whoopi Goldberg defended Roman Polanski and said it wasn't it wasn't I don't I don't know if I want to say that the world is sick Um, she also there's also the pictures of her with like Harvey Weinstein being buddy buddy and then anytime she complains I'm like yeah but Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Meryl Streep was a big one for Harmony Weinstein. Yeah. She's like a huge admirer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good time. Javi J says Who? the depravity of Hollywood is just now mm. having a light shown upon it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I just think that uh, one of the reasons like Hollywood and a lot of like um, mainstream celebrities hate internet culture so much and hates uh, what, not just not, like YouTubers and stuff like that, it's not just because of the, like, we talked about Jennifer Aniston and fame being kind of. Uh, like weighed down by like uh, I don't. Know she was saying the actor's job is being diluted. Diluted, because thank of you. How easy it is to get attention. Yeah. But I think one of the reasons they also hate it is because the democratization of the information makes it a lot easier for their mm-hmm. misdeeds to be spread more widely. When before, uh, one powerful executive, all he needs to do is call one uh, powerful producer at another at, at a news or at like a news station and kill the story they cannot do that with the internet and i think they hate that it's a big club and you're not in it and we are definitely all not don't want to be in it i no. yeah no. i'm i think i we need to do, do away with the pretense second, that anyone wants to be in it no. yep. me out. none for me all right so let's move on and let us go to uh podluck dane theme song uh podluck podluck <laughs> several topics Perfect. Do you sing a Podluck theme song every time you're on? <laughs> uh, no, uh, I think this I is. Mean, have I been missing this? I guess we're just gonna like pin this on you now. It's Dane's job now. Cool. All right. So it says Rebel Wilson speaking. Uh, Rebel Wilson's outing sparks Australian media reckoning. And I think what this is is kind of uh, it's a hilarious to me because I'm like, now you guys care about journalistic integrity. Now, really. Uh, of, of all the times and everything that's gone on in the last few years and you guys are just starting to pay attention now because it's affecting somebody that you are actually fans of. This not- is like the dumbest possible tipping point I know. for people to be like, it's time for a media reckoning <laughs> because Rebel Wilson had to make an Instagram post with her new girlfriend like okay so it says when australian actress and comedian rebel wilson revealed on instagram she'd found love of the woman people celebrated her decision to come out they believed on her own terms but in a gossip column published by the sydney morning herald newspaper the next day its writer disclosed he'd known about the news and given the actress 27 hours to respond before publishing veteran gossip columnist andrew hornery grumbled that wilson had opted to gazump his story by sharing the news herself what is that word must be an australian thing i have no idea (laughs) That's not a term. This is a term. Uh, Veteran, uh, okay, so it says, his own admission of his attempt to report Wilson's deeply personal news sparked immediate outrage globally. For LGBTQ uh, campaigners, I almost said complainers, that would have been bad. Uh, It was a devastating turn, a good news story, a celebrity role model coming out had been marred by a familiar old threat. Coming out is an intensely personal journey and one and still fraught for many. Nikki Bath, chief executive of LGBTIQ+, Health Health Australia, said that at the Q Life hotline, uh, one in 10 calls received are about the struggles with coming out. 
When we see someone publicly having to experience uh, the, an experience of being forcibly outed in 2022, I think it throws up a lot of the, in the air about uh, where we are as a society with regards to people's privacy and people's own choices around what happens in their lives. Well, you know, I would love for that same thing. I don't buy that if some journalist uh, who was anti uh, any cause that somebody like this likes, whatever that is, whether it's the environment, something that this person, what's, what's this person's name again? Uh, Nikki Bath. I don't buy that if Nikki Bath cares a lot about the environment and some uh, anti-climate change person comes out and writes an article about her and then gets doxxed, I don't think for a second that she cares if that journalist doxes somebody that she doesn't like. I think that it's team sports and tribalism all, uh, you know, all together once it'll never go away and I don't believe that there's any actual integrity behind what they're saying here I think it's just my team suffered uh, a defeat right now and, I, and that's a problem so now we need to change everything with the Rebel Wilson situation I thought it was a, just a strange reaction that people were saying like this is a step back for the LGBT community or like our cause or whatever um, when like the journalist in question had nothing against that aspect of the story. He just wanted the exclusive story. And I wasn't necessarily a fan of uh, of the way that he... Sure, he went he about it yeah. in a sleazy yeah. way, but it had nothing to do with the yeah. social issue. I, I wasn't a fan of his dismissiveness about like, um, he's like, well, it's, you know, it's 2022 coming out. It's not a big deal anymore. I wasn't a fan of him telling her what's a big deal. Yeah, and that's what not isn't. his place. I do think that like, Mary's totally right. This guy is just like, he wanted this to break this big. Yeah, he's a journalist. Story. That's what he wanted. Can we like address it for what it is? But they're making it about are they social saying issues. Right. that like it's 2022, so you should know better than outing someone who's gay. And they, and they talk about okay, so they talk about it. Says in this case, I think Australian media has to do some internal analysis on how it conducts itself. Miss Bath said newsrooms need to need to do Every some. Every single other reporter is like. We didn't. We weren't gonna do this. <laughs> Newsrooms need to do some education around the impact of their reporting. You don't say. Even in 2022 in Australia, it is still dangerous for people to reveal their non-normative sexual or gender preferences. Footballer Josh Cavallo, who came out last year, has reported receiving death threats and vitriol since going public. Uh, yes, um, that that happened. Like everybody gets death threats nowadays. It seems it seems like that's that's the world we live in now. It's the the problem with being on the internet. Ms. Bath noted this latest incident comes at, a, at some parts of Australian media continue to entertain irresponsible reporting on gay and trans issues. That's the key right there. They only care about irresponsible reporting on those issues. They don't care about irresponsible reporting on anything else. And they set the terms for what is considered irresponsible reporting. Right? Exactly. So it says the recent general... Because in some ways... Sorry, I'm just, it's just occurring yep. to me. Like if a... Uh, name a famous actress if Vanessa Hudgens was dating other hunky male actor whatever and we Zac didn't Efron. know Zac Efron or um I, well, Bill Hader and um Rachel or um who's the girl from Pitch Perfect oh Anna Kendrick Anna Kendrick apparently they're dating that's okay. what I've heard and someone was like gossip mag Anna Kendrick and and what's his face are dating like I get that Rebel Wilson is gay but could we argue devil's advocate here that by outing Rebel Wilson as if it, they were just outing any other heterosexual couple. They're actually doing something totally normal. They've actually normalized gay relationships in the yeah, media. You're just, just just like as a thought experiment here. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I do see like, what you're. We're actually is asking there. for it more privacy for gay actresses. Then give more people. privacy to all. And celebrities I guess it's because she's not out. But also, like, haven't we heard that we're 
uh, in post out culture like you don't need to come out because it's so normal that like it could be any you know what I'm we saying? are post out yep. yeah right so in that way like they're asking for something they're asking to be treated differently they're not asking right. for equitable treatment it says the recent general election saw a disproportionate focus on often inaccurate claims about trans people in sport in a debate drummed up by the previous conservative government this is a harmful impact on young trans people advocates said they never tell you what is exactly harmful they just tell you it's harmful uh, in the case of Rebel Wilson's outing, the newspaper has now issued three statements regarding the in responding to the public anger. Public anger. In his mea culpa on Monday, Hornery said that as a gay man, he was well aware of how deep. What? He's he's gay. I See, didn't. I didn't know that. That's what I'm saying. Like he's just outing. Like he's like doxing us. Not doxing, but he's like you know the way gossip columnists yeah. do. Like being like. This is the scoop. There this was not a single thought put into I, I'm gonna like regress the culture like yeah. at all. Yeah, and people are just reading into it too far and also not addressing the actual issue. Like actually, what you're telling us is we have not progressed to the point where like this is considered outing as opposed to just revealing a celebrity couple that was keeping uh -huh. their relationship. So it says, uh, it says, as a gay man, he was well aware of how deeply discrimination hurts. The last thing I would ever want to do is inflict that pain on someone else. He was literally just doing his job and not thinking of it the way that they were. But I guess she and yes, his job is morally reprehensible. Yes. Yeah, but that's a different story. <laughs> but but that's this a different subject. So it says, the, this is in turn, uh, where did I say? This is in turn <laughs> raised questions as to why he approached Wilson in the way he did, <laughs> saying that he had several sources and enough detail to publish. Critics say that reflected a journalist ego and abusive power encouraged in certain newsroom cultures all newsroom cultures let me bring chris carr into this okay uh okay i want to go down to this part here about media ethics so it says uh to media ethics experts however it appeared that the black and white of the case uh this is a black and white case of unethical journalism practice uh this is a story that should not have seen the light of day said dr sasha uh, Mala Torres. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your name. That's that's a hard one. Uh, a law and ethics academic at the University of Technology, Sydney, who was a senior journalist at the Herald for nearly two decades. He characterized Mr. Shields' editorial deference as disingenuous. Hornery's email to, to Wilson showed clear intention to publish, he said. Tim Dwyer, a media ethics professor at the University of Sydney, also described Shields' defense as weak for such a Wild West privacy intrusion. He might call it a process, but in fact, it's an ethical decision that is not up for other people to make. In this case, they hold uh, they hold highly responsible positions. The experts pointed out that the editorial misjudgments in a culture which prioritizes scoops over ethical standards can flourish in an industry which remains largely self-regulated. These are all very true. Uh, Isn't that a good thing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also noted that there are 14 sets of standards that apply to journalists, but uh, his own research shows his own research shows uh, his own research shows few journalists know these codes comprehensively. When pressed, most said they relied on their own morals in guiding their work. Hey, Brett. Source. Exactly. Uh, wait, isn't that a good thing that it's self-regulating? Mm. At least the expectation that it be self-regulating. Well, they want to punish you. They want to punish you if, yeah. if you do something they don't like. Uh, in this what case, are you ashamed of? Yeah. Like, what are you like? What's the big deal? Okay, so here's it says in this case, experts said that main ethical principle clearly breached was that of privacy. That individuals are entitled to privacy unless newsrooms de deem disclosure would serve the public interest. Who decides what is the public interest? One could argue, Mr. Hornery could make the argument that look, 
young uh, gay women or men need positive examples of uh, successful people who are proud to come out and, uh, and revealing this information would help them in being more prideful uh, of who they are and be willing to come out. He can make that argument. Is it a good one? No, but that's his moral judgment. When it's that ambiguous, who's to say what that is? Well, and I think part of it is they're having this standard that we actually warp when we talk about like gossip columns right yeah. like does anyone actually need to know anything about celebrities like is it in well, public also, interest like if I it's would, a rumor you don't need to he cite saying, your sources on it he's saying it's not a rumor that he knew for sure so like he is it's a little bit different than like if you were reporting on a rumor but like what i would say is like the like ju- just to contrast like the ezra miller stuff that's being reported is interest it's important it's in the public interest he was like because if you have a 12 year old you need to know you need to know whether, if ezra miller is literally creeping up the street you need to know whether he's th- whether they're he there targets it seems like specifically teens that are interested in activism and who may or may not think that they are transgender right yeah. so with this case like it does not matter to me in the world if Taylor Swift is married or Rebel Wilson is dating a girl or Tom Cruise is adopting a baby from Siberia. You know what I mean? Like, he none is? of that's... No, he's not. Wow. I made the last one up. Okay. That's a rumor. Uh, <laughs> but, like, none of that actually matters in public interest. Like, yeah. that is not the same thing. And you would have to reevaluate all gossip columns to meet the standards. Like, I... I think this is a weird thing to apply when they clearly never apply it to this type of journalism anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's also interesting because it's kind of a, uh, an outcome of like a culture that's become all gossip and no actual, like there's no line anymore between what is actual journalism and, and what is gossip journalism. Like the joke I would always make is like if you took any of the headlines from the last four years and just slap like a, a Globe or a National Enquirer logo on it, it wouldn't look any different than something you'd read. Well, in and there were magazines. times that like, I think it was the National Enquirer was like getting stuff right before other people, but people didn't want to publish it because they were like, Inquirer. this is super salacious. Mm -hmm. what are you talking about like i think it was like i don't remember some politician who had an affair and it became like a big deal inquire published it first like eric swalwell maybe maybe. i can't remember who it was so this is that doctor again says personally i've worked with editors and journalists who are extremely sensitive and aware and others who had as much empathy as a a cricket bat he said but newsrooms need to actually uh, uh, newsrooms need to actually spend more time thinking about discussing cultivating ethical practice the problem is is that if you if they're to apply this to anything else they're going to have their own bias and it's never going to be ha- it's never going to be fairly applied both entertainers the and the people who report on entertainers are bad people <laughs> that makes us bad people they're like more like journalists i mean are like yeah. morally not like they're not our our moral examples in society i don't think we should look to journalists as like our our moral leaders or like ethical role models. Unless they're Hannah Claire, of course. Yes. Yeah, I'm not saying. <laughs> well, obviously, <laughs> I wouldn't represent all journalists. I'm just saying. I think like, like well, but I don't think that they're saying they have to be role models. I think that we, just the same way we'd hold a medical expert to a certain level of ethical standards. Like we want everyone in our world to operate on from an ethical perspective. Yeah. But from when an it's a medical place, professional, that's about people's lives. And, uh, but like lots of defamation cases get re- get filed against the New York Times because the things that they print have an impact on people's lives. Yeah. Okay, like, all I'm saying, uh, I mean, is life that or death. We want people to live by ethical standards, but we as a society have no understanding of what our general shared 
ethical practices are anymore and it's going to take like a whole in my opinion like a cultural renaissance to for us to mediate like what our values are as a society right now because they have been so distorted that we don't even know if we're talking about the same thing that's something we come back to pretty regularly is that like we're just culture yeah and i don't want to keep saying that and i'm like you know (laughs) sounding the death knell of of society and i'm some kind of like the end of days is coming bible thumper but like (laughs) it's true and it keeps coming up in pop culture. Yep. So it says right here, it says, how do we depict LGBTQIA? How do we depict various groups in our society in a way that doesn't reinforce inequities and doesn't make people more vulnerable and cause harm? What is, what is harm? What is vulnerable? What are those inequities exactly? Otherwise, it's just platitudes. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm, I'm over it. It's not good enough for journalists to say they're simply guided by their personal moral compass. So what do they think? Do well, they want... Another thing is like, why does everyone have a harm-based yeah. paradigm for like what's ethical or not? And in, in, in what is like, in, in like by moral compass, like, so what are they saying? Do they want government interaction? Like they want them to punish these people for, for having the wrong, uh, the, a moral compass that isn't up to whatever that random person's standard is? It's like not in the it's name of, of journalism ethics, we're going to heavily censor journalists. Basically, that's what they're that's saying. That's not yeah. the answer. Yep. All right. I like my theory that this is actually a fair thing to do because that you're treating her the way you would have treated all heterosexual celebrity couples. We would, uh, yeah. Which is doxer secrets for your personal gain. <laughs> for, for so so that Amen. your magazine so that your magazine can make more money apparently. Yeah. Yep. Let's not pretend this is more than what it is. Nope. He just wants to have the article that goes viral. By yeah. the way, I was wrong. Uh, Vince McMahon did step down from WWE. Right. Uh, Which I is a stupid decision. It was very dumb. He paid off um he he paid off uh, uh, a lady for oh, Take it back. Imagine Sorry. paying someone 3 million dollars to shut up and, and then, then they come back. They don't yeah. shut up. Well, they they have to give how it back dumb then? are you? Do they have to give it back then if you like sign an agreement? It well, she did breach their, their NDA. She told yeah. her friend, and then her friend is the so one that can't he sue her for a bunch of money or at least get the two point five that she hasn't spent much? Yeah. Right, but then is that even worth the spectacle at that point? Yeah, he's voluntarily stepping down from his duties as CEO and chairman of WWE amid an investigation into alleged misconduct by the billionaire and his daughter Stephanie McMahon has been p- appointed interim CEO and interim chairwoman. Damn WWE and his board of directors, which Vince is, is a this member of, or is a scandal like that? She's she, getting she's been a member of the company for like twenty five years. She's uh, I'm just kidding. The uh, so it says WD and its board of directors take allegations of misconduct very seriously. The statement read: The independent directors of the board engage independent legal counsel to assist them with the independent review. Uh, How which, many times can you use the word independent? Yes, independent. The it's investigation independent. into Vince stems from a claim that he allegedly agreed to pay a former employee three million dollars over five years after two, after the two had an affair. The woman alleges that Vince paid her one million dollars in advance and was expected to dish out the remaining two in hush money over five years. The Wall Street Journal reported the preliminary investigation. There it is again. And Vince revealed Vince made a payment to the ex-employee using personal funds. So I was just, I, I'm only bringing it up because I was, I was surprised that he actually stepped away. He's still going to be involved in the company, like the creative process and in all the shows. He's just not chairperson or chairman right now. So uh, also, I don't know if Dane cares about this. There is a Game of Thrones Jon Snow sequel in development at HBO. Well, like typical to like today's society, the worst character would get the show. Not a fan of Jon Snow? John says, like, I'm a good guy. You know, I do good <laughs> things. Uh, <laughs> I am short and handsome. Like, Who would you want to get their own spin off sequel? Arya. 
Which one's that? The the little Batman girl who oh, rules. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was an article recently where like that actress, that Maisie Williams that plays her yeah. or whatever. She's like, I can't believe my character was straight. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, maybe my, she uh, wasn't. my thing was when she had to do like a sex scene with like an older male it cast member, and she's like, "It's weird because I grew up on the set. Now everyone's seen me naked." I was like, "That is terrifying and yeah, horrifying." It's very disturbing. <laughs> oh my god! That, yeah, that was like an interview she did. Ew. That's like what happened. Wait, because she was she's like well, she under- started doing the show. I have nothing but like, contempt for Game of Thrones. Yeah, she was like. It's good. 12 it when she started good. doing the show I didn't and know then that. she was like at one point in the final seasons I didn't even watch it and I know this they're like, like she's finally an adult we yeah, can yeah, finally yeah. that's how it her. felt reading that's about, freaking like, she's creepy she's describing this and I was like this is terrifying do not I guess your the, kids to the story about Ezra Miller is so unremarkable to them because everyone in Hollywood yeah. is Ezra Miller they're like of course we're all they're all creeps and pedophiles so it is they're all like wait this is weird alright and we're going to we're going to finish with this one Mary <laughs> um, I might have to disavow. That you don't want to. Anna Delvey, I supported you, but this is a bridge too far. Okay, so it says <laughs> scammer Anna Delvey to sell signed prison panties as part of NFT project. Scammer or entrepreneur? Like who even knows? You and decide. Also, like I thought the point of NFTs <laughs> is that they're not real. Yeah. So why are you? You're just selling your underwear oh. on eBay and being like it's an NFT. No, she's send, selling it. Image of her underwear, an yeah. image of her signed bro. underwear. But then she could later sell the. But you could underwear. sign the image and not the underwear. It's just like, bro. But what is now, happening right well, now? Well, now can't she then sell, like, hold on to the underwear what? and sell it later? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, when it's worth d- even more. Incredible. Is he still gonna She's, be an NFT? No, then she'll sell the real product, right? So we'll have the she, NFT economy, and then we'll have the one like, will go on uh, OpenSea and one will go on eBay. Those are two different things. <laughs> Socialite Anna Delvey announced a new NFT project this week, offering up a chance to meet her plus uh, to meet her plus sketches and personal items from her time in detention. We speculatively joked these items might include an old comb or an autographed shiv, but now we're told that it's a bit more naughty. Signed prison panties. Is God. this the girl they talked about in Red Scare? The Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> a rep originally <laughs> You're now making the connection. A rep originally passed a message from us to Delvey on Thursday morning. My NFT team have a wide array of items that we've been accumulating for a while. It ranges from my jail pens and stationery that I customized by hand and literally picturing her like she's carving just into it. On yeah, it. Yeah. Like uh like uh, ma- passing the time well, away she's in solitary. Been, like releasing sketch art mm-hmm. from prison. So So it says it makes sense. <laughs> you know you know what's hilarious? Sorry, sorry to interrupt. You know if so many cub, you know, all the companies that laughed at crypto for some reason are like jumping on the NFT bandwagon, mm-hmm. and it's like it's suspicious. I have never, by the way, Square Enix, uh, the company that made the, the game that we were talking about, mm-hmm. they were literally like downloadable content now is going to be through NFTs. This is the direction we're going, and we're very confident about Twitter's it. Twitter's doing it. A lot of the uh, a lot of companies are doing it. But then they got a. Absolute like people lost their S word on the internet and then they were like, We take it back. Yeah, that was bad. That's my favorite is like Twitter just randomly hates NFTs. They don't know why. They just know that they do. That's good. Like their intuition is good enough. They're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. stupid. They, they, I no, they, but they're but they're like they hate NFTs and they hate crypto because they're like the environment and they're like but they don't know why it's bad for the environment. They just know they're like all the servers and it takes up all the time. Uh, dedicated servers. How Buzzwords. Many, how, how many, many gigs of dead, how much SEO. dedicated wham? Yeah. <laughs> so it says uh, <laughs> it, it ranges from my jail pens and stationery <laughs> that I customized by hand to my signed white cotton jail t-shirts and panties. 
We spoke with Delvey, currently in Orange County Correctional Facility, by phone. She explained that she's just giving the people what they want. People have been asking for all kinds of stuff, stuff she told Page Six. All kinds of requests of every nature, she added. She's had so many marriage proposals. I don't want to force my panties on anyone. Brett also but if, screens her marriage proposals. Yes, uh-huh. I do. <laughs> she, imagine this quote. I don't want to force my panties on anyone, but if they ask... New or used? Signed, she would only say. Manda fuego, señor. That means used. Oh, my goodness. Well, that means building intrigue so people will bid more for her NFT. Like, this girl. She is a scammer, but she is a business lady. That's what I'm saying. She's she's not an ethical business lady. That's why she's a scammer. I was listening to her interview with um, Paris Hilton. Mm. And it was like, you know, the shtick of like the real heiress interviews the fake heiress. Mm -hmm. And she was saying she's always been like super money driven because she's obsessed with like having freedom. I think that's reasonable, though. That's like, a that lot, makes a lot of sense. That's like a lot of people. They, they're not chasing money. They're chasing, like, the freedom that comes with But with her, money. it's like an excess and then the power of, like, being conventionally attractive and well, having a cool accent. So it says, Bill Gates said this week that at its heart, <laughs> NFTs have the anonymity through which they can avoid taxation, any sort of government rules. Will you tell him, Bill? All hail Bill to Bill All, Gates. Apparently, we like Bill Gates for like 3.5. Like, or is he saying or, or is he saying it's a bad thing? He's, He's saying like, it's a bad I thing. I could have, people could pay, not pay taxes, and that's been my thing. But yeah, Bill's like, hey, you're, you're, stealing, my, you're stealing my gig here, people. You're we've, stealing my gig. We should all need to be concerned about this. Yes. <laughs> like, we've come to the story that leaves me speechless. Like, truly. This is it. Like, what, what if this is Dane's future wife, though? <laughs> Maybe. I mean. Like, I ship it. Like, you're a marketing <laughs> genius. She's got the business savvy. Oh. You've got some morals. Mm. She apparently does not. Like, oh. I'm really thinking this could be a thing. Would that make them Dana or Dane V? I'm like a Dane Whoa. V. Whatever you want, baby. Okay. Whatever she Anna, wants. I'm may sorry. I pitch to you your My darling Could you take her name, Dane Delvey? No. No. She doesn't have to take mine, but I'm not taking yours. You both have the German blood. Ooh. She looks. She looks. That's like dangerous. A, mm-hmm. She looks like a hyphenator. Like she would hyphenate her name. Yeah, sure. Like a hyphenator. I don't understand. <laughs> this is the obvious match in the world. Anna Delvey. Let me know where you are. Let me introduce you to my friend Dane. Perfect. I like the. Or yeah. some know well, him, Dave. And with that, yeah. Dane, why don't you tell Anna Delvey where you, she can find you on <laughs> social media? <laughs> you can find me at Dane Fawn on Twitter. You heard my him, darling. You heard him, Anna. Find him there. <laughs> Hannah Claire, where can Delvey find you on social media? You can find me on uh, Instagram at hannahclaire.b, and you can find me on Gab at hannahclaireb, and you can find me, of course, on timcast.com. Click on the read tab. On the read tab. Mary, where can Anna Delvey find you? Anna Delvey, please find me on Instagram at closerkitty, or WeChat at closerkitty. I don't know if you can use that in prison. (laughs) <laughs> and if she wanted to read your articles. Yeah, and my articles on TimCast.com, I always promote them on Instagram. Perfect. Anna Delvey, I guess you can find me too. I, I prefer you don't, at least not with any of your NFT sales. But if you did want to, it's at Brett Dasovic on Instagram. For the show, we are here Monday through Friday on YouTube, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. We are also on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Pandora if you would prefer to listen to all of this uh, ridiculousness. On social media, we are on Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show. That is now not up for debate. We cannot change it. We are on, no, no, can we change it? Can we change it? We will change it. We will eventually? Oh, it's like a whole thing. We're going to change it. All right. But for now, it's at popculture underscore show on Twitter. We are on Facebook and TikTok at popculturecrisis. And we are on Instagram at popculturecrisispod. We will be back with another episode on Monday. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.